0: Welcome back to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Mark. I'm Michael.
1: I'm Nay. Hey.
0: Hello. And tonight... <laughs> tonight we come to you from the men's warehouse, where manservant Bill buys all of Mr. Dandridge's secret signature looks, like Trenchcoat Alley Dilf and Smug Fruit-Loving Ski Instructor. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but guys... There's a new neighbor who just moved in next door. With us tonight is a very special guest. He's the visionary creative force behind shows like Pushing Daisies, Dead Like Me, and Hannibal. Please welcome all-around sweetheart and brilliant lunatic... Brian Fuller, yay! Yay!
3: Greetings, queer wolves. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm swell. Thank you for having me on your show. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yo. You're so you're so formal. You're so polite. Well, we haven't got to the nitty gritty (laughs) yet.
0: (laughs) All right, let's just dive in. Uh, Let's go into tea time. Who has been watching stuff that they want to uh, to share with share with the 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 queer with friends.
1: Do you know what I watched today? What I watched it snow in Los Angeles.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: where were you? I was in Boyle Heights. And it snowed for like a solid two minutes. Yeah, I was at so lunch strange,
4: and the person I was with was like, "Is it snowing outside?" <laughs> and I looked at my phone, and I was like, "Well, it's fifty-five degrees." But yeah. we turned around and it was snow. It's fine. I'm sure
3: that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, it's Is normal. It Elsa from Frozen. Is that who you're having?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Duh. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> I
0: watched... Uh, I, do, I, <laughs> I feel like... We're like, who's been watching a neat TV show? <laughs> like, and he's like, I saw Global Warming. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I'm like, uh, I saw Pen15 on Hulu. Yeah, <laughs>
2: That's great!
1: Easy. It
0: was really... It was good. <laughs> it was really funny. It
1: was fucking amazing. It, it's
0: really, really... I had a, a, a completely um, sort of... A, a, Two poles uh, in, in terms of uh, Pen15, which I watched half of and was thoroughly delighted by and totally touched by. And it's just, it's wonderful. It really scratches that Freaks and Geeks itch. Oh, great. I and, haven't heard and, it described in, like that. But That's in cool. a wonderful way. You forget that these two actors are not like 30 right yeah. they're so they so capture something awkward about being 13 they're terrific they're
1: fucking annoying so you're like wow <laughs> like, i mean i love it
0: in, the, but in a perfect in way the,
1: in a middle school way yeah they're yeah it's they're amazing.
0: wonderful um and then i also at the uh the egyptian is doing a visconti retrospective over oh. the next couple of months and i saw a four hour movie is that, that like made. the cookie with
3: coffee
1: <laughs> Biscotti.
0: Hey, um I'll have, I'll have an affogato with a side of visconti. Um, uh, uh, I saw a song movie called Ludwig, which is. Probably the most insane movie I've ever seen Sounds about like the closet. Star, uh, Ludwig. It's about King Ludwig the Second of Bavaria, and he uh, basically was a closet case who was driven completely insane uh, by the strictures of. The monarchy and it's four hours of like pure Visconti opulence and like him going completely insane and turning into basically Michael Jackson in Neverland like creating oh. his own like he building castles and then like a swan grove where he like just hangs out with swans and like invites male actors to come and like he makes them perform monologues from Romeo and Juliet for him like while he just drinks himself to death it's the most fucked up movie you're Leda today (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's so it's uh crazy and if you have you know like if you have an attention span and you (laughs) want to see some fucking crazy stuff um it is it is a really and they're showing a lot of Visconti movies and uh like gay people will want to know he was a great gay auteur (laughs) like and Death in Venice is coming in March and they're also showing The Damned at the Arrow, I think, Ooh. at the end of March, which is probably my favorite of his movies. So, highly recommend. Anyone else?
4: Um, I watched something similar. It's called One Day at a Time on Netflix.
0: I watched that, too! <laughs> <laughs> Just it forever.
4: I don't know. I feel like I've talked about this before, but I freaking love that show. It's, it's so funny, blanket. and it's so sweet, and the acting's brilliant, and... I've mentioned this a million times on the show that I'd like look for fluff right now because the world sucks and it's fluff, but with like substance at the same time. So, and I really wanted to bring it up too, because Gloria Calderon um, tweeted this week that she pitched season four to Netflix and they're like, great, we love it, but we don't know if we're going to do it.
0: That's, that's what it's been like every season. Yeah.
4: Every season. So um, audience listen to it because it is such a gem. It's talking about shit in sitcoms that, no other sitcoms doing right now it's very at the school of norman lear he's still a producer on it so and justina machado is so good the greatest and rita moreno's great from
3: final destination Two. yeah
4: i just watched that recently too (laughs) she
3: survived she was never in danger Mm -hmm. she was always gonna live gonna have a baby
4: (laughs) um the first three are on netflix i watched the three of them recently as well but one day at a time so funny so great and they talk about shit me too (laughs) Yeah. Sexual assault. They cover it all. Drugs. Pronouns. Everything. Yeah.
3: Pronouns. They run the gamut. Great show. I saw two episodes of Russian Doll.
1: Nice. <gasps> it's Dude, great. Now, yeah.
3: Natasha Lyonne is, is fantastic. It's, yes. it's as good as everybody says it is. At least. So far. I thought so. She reminded me <laughs> of anybody thing? else.
1: Yeah. I saw
3: Have it. you seen the whole thing?
1: Mm-hmm. I watched it all at once. Oh. Yeah.
3: How many episodes is it? Just like eight or ten. eight.
1: Yeah.
3: It's so digestible.
1: Good. Is that like Happy Death Day? Oh, oh, hi, Rich. Oh, hi,
3: Rich.
0: Oh, hi, hi Rich. hello.
4: To... <laughs> <laughs> Brian's friend Rich is here, <laughs> our studio audience.
2: <laughs> we
4: have audience participation <laughs>
0: now. <laughs> 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 yeah, I love it.
4: Such a nice voice to hear in the microphone. Please
0: introduce yourself.
4: Uh, I'm Rich, Brian's friend. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> I see.
2: <laughs>
5: uh, um, <laughs> so... Producer Brennan here. Oh, hi, producer Over in Brennan. The corner. Hello. Is it time for my patented Brennan's Llorona Corner? Oh my God. What is it? Um, I've been watching a bunch of movies starring La Llorona, which is the Mexican folk legend of a woman who killed her children. Can I give you and- a Netflix password? <laughs> uh, and um, now she's a ghost who drowns children who, well, you know, like go out after dark in the river. Yeah, there's a big uh, New Lines coming out with a big budget one here. Yeah, so, so there's that. a new movie coming out, and it. Looks fine. Um, yeah, not so, a great trailer. So I'm watching all of the movies starring La Llorona. Um, <laughs> I, in I the, love the that you say like today. starring La Llorona. Like, like she's Lady Gaga. <laughs> like,
2: she's just like this ageless. And
0: they're like, oh, La Llorona, what's your next film? She's like, well, in and this one, one, I, I drown Llorona. three kids. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a real departure for me. And, and I was really nervous. Listening but, to
4: today's playback uh, with Dave Holmes and Matt McConkie, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how funny... You were describing the last one you watched, though. I'm like, really funny. The last 30 minutes. <laughs> it, it was the movie. Um, but the last 30 minutes was literally, she couldn't touch the kids that she needed to kill, so she was, like, essentially yeah. scooby doing. She was, like, rolling his ball into the street to try and get him to get
2: like, a car. <laughs> That's so great. Um,
4: like, I was like, how did I not re- this register when I was, like, in the room? With him. It's anyway. more effective if it's a,
5: if it's a sailboat. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. So. I didn't get to do one last week, so can I do half of one really quick and then my full one? Go. Okay, so, in 1963, we got La Maldición de la Llorona, which in English is the Curse of the Crying Woman because the the names of all these movies sound like Billy Wilder comedies. (laughs)
2: Right.
5: Um, That one... (laughs) kind <laughs> Of ignores all the folklore in, in favor of this kind of like old dark house story. A beautiful niece comes to visit her aunt, there's always a beautiful niece, and her aunt is like in service to this ancient witch who's kind of La like Llorona, but not really. And then it ends in like a fist fight between two men who are barely in the movie. And I'm like, why do I care about this? But when she assumes her evil form, she has no eyeballs, and it's a really creepy effect. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, what I really want to talk about. (laughs) There's two eyeballs behind
3: you. Are those the eyeballs that she's missing?
5: Oh, maybe. What? I should call her. (laughs) Um, But what I want to talk about is a movie from 2004 called, you guessed it, Las Lloronas. Um, Oh,
1: shit. There's more than
5: one. This one, it's interesting. Is that like Urban Legends? sort <laughs> of the title thing there it, it it's it's uh you know there's like kind of an esteemed subgenre of drama of like it's about three generations of women and how they kind of interact with each other and it's less
1: of a horror film and more of a melodrama but it's such a melodrama. I think like three generations of women talking about how they interact with each other It's probably a horror movie. Also, like you yeah, right. If you got my grandma, and my mom, and me. So it's together like the hours <laughs> of yes. liar on a movies? Exactly. <laughs> a
3: of room filling with water in the hours.
2: <laughs> yes. The children drown um, in that.
0: Um. That oh. was wasn't that Julianne Moore? She was like, we have to
3: bake a cake for Daddy so, it's, so he uh, knows we love
1: him. Yeah. Uh, I never <laughs> seen it.
3: it just seems sad. It's yeah, it Real.
1: Is, it's very sad. It's. It's bread is it. like
5: I wasn't finished.
1: Oh no, I'm just used, used this. I,
5: uh, I, my point is the pin is in it and it's coming out. So, um, basically it's uh, Are you talking about a grenade or a boil? <laughs> um, it's, good, it's, a
1: it's a good question. question. So
5: with, with telling a story about La Llorona, it's really easy to kind of lean in on these kind of negative tropes about hysterical women and things like that, but this movie was written and directed by a woman. It was directed by uh, Lorena Villarreal, um, who actually gets a special thanks credit in Roma. I don't know why, Ooh. but hmm. she's pulling some strings somewhere. He has his reasons. Oh, yeah. I just have, I haven't been able to ask him. Yeah. She knows what she did. <laughs> Um, but this movie really focuses on kind of the central thesis of the movie is La Llorona is like the ancestor of these three women and she killed her kids. So there's a curse on this family that any male child that is born will die during an eclipse. Perfect. Yeah. So (laughs) basically the thesis of this movie is that any men in their lives are either going to die or leave them or torment them in some way. Oh, that's cute. And... Mm. It kind of posits, yeah, yeah. It kind of posits that death is probably the best answer for this. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just, it's just really look. It's a, it's a very low budget movie. I don't want to oversell it. I really, really enjoyed it. But it, it's it's you know it's got its paciness Sometimes it's very cheaply made, but it's a beautiful movie. Um, the melodrama goes. All out. We've got like guns being pointed at each other in two different instances. We've got multiple cases of incest going on. Um, A priest gets pushed off a bicycle. Um, (laughs) I love that you sound like Stefan (laughs) at
0: this point. This film has (laughs) everything.
5: (laughs) Priest falling
0: off (laughs) bicycle. Like the
4: priest coming off the bicycle after the molestation.
5: (laughs) Yeah, and it's got a lot of very cute men in it, um, including Miguel Rodarte, who's an actor I really like. And I straight up sobbed at the end of this movie. Oh, okay. I was sitting on my couch alone watching the end, and I won't tell you what happens because I know you want to see it. But it was really emotionally racking for
1: me. You became La
5: Llorona. Or, or it well, also, I, could be, it also could be the 15 La Llorona
0: films you watched yeah. in succession.
1: Uh-huh. I became El
2: Lloron. Yes. Oh. <laughs>
0: Um, I've really grown to enjoy La Llorona Corner. I was oh, a skeptic at first, yeah. and now I'm finding weekly La Llorona Corner is like no look.
5: Um, it's it's your little dose of international cinema. Yes. Um, <laughs> <There's>, <laughs>
2: it's,
5: anyway, I really, really recommend this one. Like in terms of like a spooky ghost story, this is not what that is, but it was really interesting. And like having a female perspective on that folklore is was the exact thing that it needed.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Well, I
0: hope that as ever this week you will include links and uh, and, and, gifts, and media remi- and oh, gifts yeah, of, gifts are most important are- of this particular film when this episode drops.
5: We'll do. Yay!
0: All right, let's get into <laughs> it. Tonight's film was writer-director Tom Holland's directorial debut, a love letter to everything from Hammer to Hitchcock to the Golden Age of TV horror hosts like Elvira and Zachary, but hidden hidden within the light-hearted pop elements are enough queer themes to sop a pride parade in its tracks (laughs) released in 1985 only months apart from gay fantasia on national themes and nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge (laughs) tonight's movie is for any queer who is both aroused and alarmed by the hot dad next door guys it's fright night and here is the trailer oh shit hold on
2: What would you do if you accidentally discovered the house next door was occupied by something not human? Something
3: horrifying. Something unspeakably evil. No one believes you.
5: Mom, I didn't have a nightmare. Not
2: your mom.
3: They did kill a girl over
2: there. Not your girlfriend.
3: Charlie, is this some
2: sort of a trick to get me back? Not even the police. Fright Night. If you love being here, this could it. be the night. Of <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: you immediately. All, all roads
0: lead to married with children. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Michael. So. Uh. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's uh, start with a little info around the film Fright Night. Principal photography commenced on December third, nineteen eighty four. Wrapped February twenty third, nineteen eighty five. And at the time of production. Fright Night was Columbia's lowest budgeted film, and they did not have high expectations for it, so they were focusing all of their attention on the John Travolta, Jamie Lee Curtis film, Perfect, which, if you haven't seen... Never even
3: heard of that.
0: Holy... Shit, it is an entire film about the aerobicizing craze. Oh, so that and what's
3: so wrong word? with wanting to be perfect? <laughs> okay,
4: oh, can we watch that on your new projector?
0: I <laughs> Let me tell you, it is a time. Uh, but anyway, Columbia was so focused on perfect, which they were certain was going to be a blockbuster, they never even came to set, according to Holland. I was left alone, and it was totally my film without studio interference. And the film was released in August of 1985. It grossed nearly $25 million at the box office, and since its release, has received enough positive reviews from critics and sort of become a cult classic. And the film was followed by a sequel, Fright Night Part Two, in 1988, and there was even a Bollywood remake in 1989 called, forgive me, I am probably butchering this, Wohi Bayakar Rat. Not bad for a little movie nobody thought would do any business. Them fangs got legs. <laughs> oh, fright night. You know, this one's a long time coming, and we were saving this for you, Brian.
2: Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, um, so, oh before we continue, Brian, why this movie? Why was this specifically your, your pick to come
3: and hang out with us? Um, probably because the time in which I saw it or experienced it, the mid-80s, or should I say the mid eighties, as it was oh. becoming, was a very... Uh, layered way of telling stories and it had such a queer angle to it that it felt like even as a mainstream film it was really about puberty and the fears that your body changing put you through so it felt like something that was um more about my experience with it being queer than actually the film because i'm not quite sure if he's doing his nightmare in elm street 2 thing where he's using homosexual subtext as a an element to scare the straights like this is the scariest thing for that boy next door who's so desperate to have sex with his girlfriend and is panicking that she won't mm-hmm. why are you panicking charlie why are you panicking Mm. So I think there's a lot of subtext going on that I don't even know if the filmmaker intended. I think he laid some seeds in my imagination. sowed those seeds. So, uh, my experience was one of like full fledged puberty. Interesting. Watching
0: it. Well, b- before we continue, um, and t- to that end, especially when you were talking about, like, <laughs> <laughs> to that end, we were talking, uh, when you, when you bring up, you know, sort of AIDS and the eighties, uh, I'd like to throw out some stats about, like, the culture of uh, – the temperature of American culture yeah. at the time that Fright Night was released. Um, because my biggest question around Fright Night is, like, how is all this an accident? How is the queerness of this movie, like, whoops? Like oh,
3: Your dick fell on my
0: mouth. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: mm. uh, uh, I want that to happen. So <laughs> – uh, in 1985, when Friday night was released, the number of AIDS cases had reached a peak. 85 figures showed that uh, there was an 89% increase in diagnoses from 1984. And while queer, uh, queer communities were understandably terrified, the straights could as usual be relied on to do the most, uh, despite making up less than 5% of all cases at the time, a New York times article from December 85 showed that over 50% of Americans favored the quarantine of AIDS patients. A fraction of that group also favored the use of tattoos to mark those with the disease. <sighs> 77% wanted to make it a crime for gays to donate blood, period. Nearly half polled said that you they wouldn't have my blood. Right, exactly. Right. It's mine. My... Not for sale. Uh, nearly half polled said that they would refuse to send their child to a classroom if a fellow pupil was HIV positive. And president Reagan finally uttered the word AIDS at a press conference in 1985, four years after the first cases were discovered. And the prevailing sentiment among most Americans at the time was panic, uh, panic that it was airborne, panic that their children were next, panic that AIDS would leave the urban centers where it was more prevalent and infect the suburbs. Kind of like Jerry Dandridge. Yeah, get it, Jerry. What? <laughs> I mean, it's clear from Jerry Dandridge's outfits and affect and visitors that nice. he's not a suburbanite. So no,
2: he was
3: wearing uh, Glenn Close's <laughs> coat from huh? Jagged Edge. He really is. He's, that's the same wardrobe. He's like it's a hard. Same it's true. He's a hard. You can't bitten, walk through a door without he, like the shoulders. <laughs> He is wardrobe
0: early on in the film. His wardrobe, because late in the movie he goes full ski instructor. Yes, it's, right. chilly. Early, it's chilly. but early on he really is like that, like a DA whose case is dead ending
4: Oh <laughs> my god, he's a female Dan dynasty. <laughs> <Yes>.
3: oh, exactly. <laughs> he's got the trench <laughs> and the, yeah, yeah. the
4: long, big
1: fingernails. I know the really long mm-hmm. Those cheekbones. The
3: <sighs> Well, just on on the uh, the, the the AIDSy of it all in in '85, when I was masturbating at that age, I all that was exposed to us at that time, being you know a person of that generation, uh, was that it was a gay disease. There was no information on whether it was how it was spread, how you could. Contract it. So I thought it was inherent. So if I had a cut on my finger and I masturbated and I got semen in my finger, I thought I could have just given myself it. Mm-hmm. Wow. There was that little information out.
0: I remember, I remember having the same kind of where it was just like, is this something that I'm just going to develop as a result right. of being who I am? Like, it's just it's Oof. an inevitability. It wasn't even something you had to Like earn, it's another
4: step earn. in the <laughs> –
3: Jesus Christ. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, So it was heavy. There's like, these are heavy issues that were happening at the time of this movie was coming out. And it, it came out in such a way that, that clearly, I don't think this man was exposed to as much of the heaviness in the, in the public eye of, of what a gay person would be experiencing in those, those four years leading up to it. And so the fact that he, he wove such a queer angle into the story, was interesting. He was looking for a new angle into a familiar story that, that bounced off of Vincent Price learning that there, there are vampires mm-hmm. and, and where does that go? And he, he added layers to it. And I think that's admirable. It's not often uh, people don't dig that deep often enough. Mm. Very true. Um, And it, th- that,
0: that sort of dig is reflected in, I think Jerry's sex life. I think, and sort of like the the variety of it is that because that's the thing I remember having when I saw that when I saw the movie as a kid. I remember being fascinated with the fact that like, wait, you don't have to choose. Yeah,
3: there's (laughs) so many. His fridge is full of (laughs) like he's got just all kinds of. The first victim was a man that they found the rail station, Mm -hmm. and then it started like the rotation of prostitutes. Well, it's like hostesses from like fancy New York restaurants. Was that actually in the like in the biography on the news? No, Cindy's missing. She was a hostess. uh, Indochine, but uh, no, I but I'd say
0: just Cindy's missing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, from manservant Bill to you know to. Those women who that he invites over for like window nookie, uh, you know, because it's always like very strategically. There's something so exhibitionist about mm-hmm. it. Specifically, It's like Charlie barely has to do any work. Well, it I mean, turns yeah. around. Yeah, <laughs> but setting the
3: stage for Charlie's like, like you can go full on queer wolf and interpret this movie from a purely queer perspective. Right of Here's Charlie, who's this angry kid. He yells at everybody. Yell as everybody. Always, why
2: are you yelling,
3: Charlie? Yelling everybody. Everybody gets yelled at. And you have poor Amy who's like <laughs> he is he's DR territory with as aggressive as he is being with her in that bed and pressuring her into having sex. And she has a pattern of enabling These guys are saying no, and then she then she surrenders, which she repeats later, and sort of like, what are you? There's a lot of things that you're saying here that are are problematic, but mainly you see a a. A guy trying to force a sexuality on a woman who's not comfortable with it because she's, she's not Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to gay. Yeah, she less well, and that's 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 prevalent throughout the casting of this picture. When Stephen Jeffries, Amanda Bierce, every McDowell, every
4: character can be
3: looked at as gay.
0: Yes, every single one. Including the mother. Including the mom. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to you, Sharon. Yeah. Sharon. I, don't know, I don't know her name. But, uh, Marcy um, Darcy. I I, I the, the <laughs> <laughs> There's so many surface things that you can talk about in Fright Night. We don't have to do that because they're so there's such low
3: hanging fruit, but well, oh, that <laughs> I, in my in my Wikipedia reading, I discovered <laughs> frugivore. Did anybody else come across the word frugivore in their research for? Oh, right
0: yes. Night? <laughs> that was Chris Sarandon's idea, right? Yeah, yeah. go on, please.
3: So, once again, uh, so Chris Sarandon developed different layers for Jerry Dandridge, and one of them being that he was more sympathetic in many ways and was giving Charlie a chance. And also that he was part fruit bat. And <laughs> like, like he, well, he had the vampire bats have a lot of fruit bat in their DNA. So he would be a frugivore, which is
2: <laughs> just word. the word. Frugivore. I wrote I it know. down. <laughs> I wrote it down on my
3: pad <laughs> in cursive. So the millennials couldn't find it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: my God. I can't remember the last time I wrote in
4: cursive. I bet my hand uh, hurt I after doing that. For it. fun, sometimes. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> for a treat, <laughs> I
4: sometimes. sometimes just sit down with a nice
5: book and write and curse it.
1: It's kind of meditative. Don't write in a book. Don't write in a book.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, note, uh, a
1: notebook. Okay, good.
5: Not a copy of the notebook, right? The Nicholas Sparks I mean, book. Like you I need would an empty.
2: Wipe my ass. With yeah, that. I'd write all over that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 I'd write a better book on top of that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> all right, I'm bringing, out,
0: I'm bringing out the long cane. Oh, god. <laughs> Yay. So, we, uh, so uh, we, as you sort of were talking about before, you know, these teens are this. There's a lot of sexual tension going Yeah, on. there yep. is this, this roiling mass of sexual confusion going on. Uh, like you said, try Charlie...
3: emphasis on confusion.
0: Extreme confusion, especially in the part of uh, Evil Ed, well, or maybe not. I mean, Evil Ed sort of comes off as like vaguely sexless, as just a sort of like undefined kind of
3: muscle tea. Yeah,
4: yeah. I actually thought they all. You had mentioned that Charlie was (laughs) 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 drunk. You had mentioned Charlie was kind of yelling at everybody, but I felt like the three teenagers were kind of. Amy as well was yelling. I thought they were all either, like, angry or Ed was, like, crazy, like, giggly, because none of them wanted to... Yeah, like, none of them wanted to admit, like, what they were really feeling, which is, we're a queer trio. We can be queer together, but no one wanted to make that first move. They could have had a queer posse. And, like but they were all reacting with like Amy was like, I thought she was yelling at Charlie the entire time, like shoving a burger in his face because he's watching the news. Like, I thought there was just a lot of like gay angst going on that none of them knew
0: was going on. Listen, (laughs) Listen, rough I I think my theory, my pet theory, is that Amy is just really angry because she was styled by a dog groomer the entire (laughs) film. There's a lot of ribbons. It's so so many ribbons. Why
2: does she have a bow
0: in her hair? (laughs) She has a a full shih tzu bow (laughs) in her hair. And her and Jerry have the same haircut. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, it's really poor thing. That was a good tweet. but, uh, but I, I, I speaking specifically about evil led, I mean, I thing, especially for queer audiences, one of the most famous sequences of, of the film is the alley in terms of, so, you know, yes, Charlie and Amy have this push pull kind of thing that's constantly going on. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, you have a full on seduction. Well, seduction is actually a continuous, uh, element of the film. You know, there's a a performative aspect for Jerry Dandridge with his victims directly in view of Charlie's bedroom window, and yes.
3: Well, all of that seems to be bait. Oh, completely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he even gives, like, there's, uh, he gives Charlie a chance. He says, I give you the chance that I never had. You can turn away, like, just keep your mouth shut, and everything will be good between us. I'd be like...
0: We're
2: good. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just keep doing
3: shit in front of that window. So, are
0: you going right. to be doing this at nine, like every, every night?
3: I <laughs> might have some moral quandaries with, like, you know, the, the bodies yeah. piling up, but yeah. I'd be a teenager and I wouldn't be that sensitive to it. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: You're a teenager.
1: Yeah. You're a little crazy, right? You're like, yeah, this is a reasonable thing. To yeah, do. just give me yeah. the show.
4: My mom won't like. Like, I can't yeah. buy porno yet. I'm My too frontal young. cortex
1: isn't even fucking yeah. fully developed. I'm not thinking about the long term. <laughs> fucking yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, would you have? Would you have if he said if he gave you that chance? Like, just don't say anything, and I won't kill your mom, and we'll be friends, and I'll just be your neighbor who kills people. <sighs>
1: I mean, uh, probably as a young person, I feel like I was manipulated into a lot of shitty situations, <laughs> like uh, you know. So probably, I don't know. <laughs> now, no, but then, sure.
4: <laughs> now I'd be like, well, who? What kind of
0: what kind of vix are we
4: talking oh, about here?
0: Okay. <laughs> the <Yeah>. paper rub. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what kind of people are you taking out?
1: Yeah,
0: I'd be like, are you going to wear the trench coat? Yeah. Do
4: they all wear mega hats? Because yeah. that's totally fine. <laughs>
0: Uh well, so to, to that, uh, VapoRub. <laughs> how did VapoRub
1: come up? Because you said Vicks and then you said VapoRub.
0: I missed, I, I missed that boat. Uh, so seduction, Jerry Dandridge is very much about seduction and he's very much trying to, at the beginning, he's not specifically trying to antagonize these kids, but rather pull them into a fold. And in terms of evil ed specifically, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's not even subtext. It's just text. Oh my God. And its I remember that scene kind of frying my motherboard when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> uh, I
3: masturbated to it so many times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, it's what's fascinating to me is that Tom Holland is like, well, uh, you could sort of look at it as Evil Ed being a bullied gay kid. But I just saw him as sort of the nerdy kid that liked EC Comics. And I was like,
2: what? He's that was attracted guy, to yeah. Charlie's <laughs> next story. Sorry. <writer." laughs> well, are, are you yeah.
3: projecting Stephen Jeffries onto that role? Is that is that part of it? Because he's he's distinctly queer. And that performance is distinctly queer. Right. I remember watching it with my oldest brother, and that scene came up and it made him so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he pointed at that at Stephen Jeffries and was like, I don't, that guy's weird. And like <laughs> it was setting off his gaydar Aww. and it was so upsetting to him. And he just could only articulate that he didn't like him.
0: I can see the experience that you're describing both from your perspective of like, oh, that I mean, I'm projecting maybe that maybe you were unaffected by it, but you know, maybe that sucked to hear your brother say that.
3: Mm. I, I was, I just thought it was insightful. I was like, Oh, he knows. Cause right. I was keying off of it. I knew that it was a, it was a gay scenario and it had a queer resonance. And I think he did too, not necessarily that he was identifying with it or that it was turning him on, but he could identify that it was a human thing happening that made him uncomfortable.
0: Hmm. Interesting. There in, and you were yeah. masturbating to
3: it right? and I was masturbating <laughs> yeah. in front of him in front yeah. of
0: him <laughs> Great. That guy's weird.
2: <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Uh, he's so weird. <laughs> Brian, why
1: are you super alien? weird? Um. I love Mark's masturbation voice. Uh. <laughs>
2: the best bath I ever had. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> best
1: uh. bath ever. At,
2: at the same
0: time, though, I much. like. I have to admit, there's like this baby gay bobcat gold wave kind of vibe to Stephen Jeffries that has always made me uncomfortable there's like a kind of like some like twitchy like (laughs) you know like whatever (laughs) about him that I was always like is that me Mm. and there was something so kind of uh, uh, I there was a kind of yeah there was a kind of um of nakedness to his he's so vulnerably gay
3: He's he's he is a vibrating Judy Garland of gay, (laughs) and so it it always made me really. It
0: always he always made me very. um, Well, tweaked me out. Well, if you if
3: you are experiencing any sort of like closeted attitude or self, you know, closeting, I would imagine somebody who's so clearly out, and so demonstratively gay, makes you uncomfortable. It it made my older brother uncomfortable.
0: It. Drove me like Laurie strode back into that closet, like just <laughs> <pulls>, tied up with string.
2: You <laughs>
3: should be Laurie strode going the keys,
2: the keys, keys so to let yourself out of
3: that closet.
2: <laughs> <"Tommy>, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> <"Tommy>, it's me. It's me. Tommy on the window. Like when
0: she just bitches him
4: out.
2: <laughs> like you yeah. little shit. <laughs> takes
5: took some ten minutes to open that <laughs> door. Okay. He like his eyes. <laughs> uh, Wait, hey, Mark. Did you want that? Uh, did you want that alley scene? Because I have yes. Please, okay, play it. It. Thank Thank you. You. Oh no, you're oh, going to alley start scene. masturbating,
4: are
2: <laughs>
5: you? Yeah.
4: Brian starts masturbating. You don't have to be afraid
2: of me. <laughs> I know what it's like being different. Only oh, no, they won't pick on you anymore or beat you up. I'll see you then.
5: All you have to do is take my hand here Edward take my hand that breathing
2: right. that oh, breathing that was
0: me. <laughs> the breathing the music I the music mean, is so. He, that's like stick it in music. <laughs> <laughs> t- it's
2: titillating. It is. Sure. Yeah.
0: And yeah. so okay. So t- look, I smell um, amyl
3: nitrate when I hear that. There's, I smell popper. That's what. That's the sound <laughs> that open. <laughs> <Yes. Rush.
0: laughs> that's the sound that poppers makes when you open up
2: that bottle. Of Rush. Uh, My so, face
1: is so warm. <laughs>
0: I did not even He's mind conquering. the headache. Um,
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so this is where, it, like, okay, so yes, of course we love it. In 2019, you know that scene is campy and frothy and fun. But in '85, though, if we put on our '85 goggles, and of course, you know, you, you know, you had a very specific response to the film. It was very titling, very exciting to you. And but it's also trafficking, at least for a straight audience, and some of the most hackneyed stereotypes imaginable for gay men. Um, that doesn't
3: antique disc- dealers.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trench coat enthusiasts slip in a house.
1: Shoulder pads.
0: <laughs> um, We're fixing this house up. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, it doesn't disqualify it from being lovable, but for many, it was even cherished for being an illustration of quasi uh, queer quasi romance. But you know, in horror, the Linus Thin, where for you guys does homophobia end and representation begin? Around you know. Fright Night because Fright Night can be like a very, like, oh, like I was watching it again from sort of with that question in mind and I found myself a little bit like I love this, but I'm also like, oh, okay, that's
2: good. I guess that's
3: what I was wondering if if when he was saying to his actors, no, when you're cleaning his hand do it while you're on his knees so it Mm -hmm. looks like fellatio. And he intended that, didn't he? he? Yeah, he did. The actors were like, they watched the movie and then they were like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> uh, but I don't think they got it at the time. Oh, wash his hands. Uh, oh, his wow. hand I was blowing now. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think that uh, he, he clearly wanted to include that in the conversation of yeah. the movie. Whether or not he was using it as a weapon of fear or just layering for the characters, I honestly don't know.
4: Yeah. Um, I'm glad you asked that question because watching it this time, I, I was, my one thought while watching it no, I was actually like, I wish this was the movie that was embraced a little bit more than say nightmare two.
2: Um,
4: (laughs) you know, nightmare two is always the queer horror movie, the queer horror movie. And as Sam Weinman said, when we did that episode, he's like, yeah, it's like the queer horror movie that all your straight friends love, you know, Mm -hmm. like, The Bohemian
3: Rhapsody
2: of of, (laughs) of of Queer Horror.
4: So, you know, there are are those moments like you talked about, but (laughs) they don't resonate. They don't stand out to much as me as, like, all of Nightmare 2. Interesting. So I wish it was a little bit... Maybe I'm off, but I wish it was embraced more by queer queer horror lovers because... Well,
0: Nightmare 2 has Meryl Streep, so...
4: (laughs) But there's something to be said about, you know, Jerry and his would you call him a manservant?
0: Manservant bill. It's also
4: kind of like a domesticated couple too. And they just live in the same house and you know, they're just there. Oh, okay. Let's, you know, let's so talk like, about manservant bill. Yeah. Uh, Although the, he says I'm his roommate, yeah. which is, which is <laughs> such 80 slang for he's butt pounding me. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. So if manservant <laughs> bill is serving as like the movies, Renfield figure, um, you know, Renfield figures, Mark says figure figure. Yeah. F- Go ahead. F-tow- figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always love it. What? I don't understand. Okay,
4: it. never mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mark's
0: here. I, I feel funny now. Um, <laughs> uh, so, what? Renfield figured... F- Person, per- <laughs> persons oh my God, are always so important to vampire lore. Um, now, is the vampire gay phase before he meets his Mina always necessary know. to paint him as a sexual other? Like, well, the Renfield figure exists as like, here I am, your slave, and you're going to turn me, you know, like, any time <laughs> now. Uh, but but then eventually, you know, the vampire's like, yeah, 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 because I found, like, right. my, the, my reincarnated blah, 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 and they sort of nod to that with Amy. Right. Uh, which is kind of hilarious. This
1: also like, Chris's like, idea. Yeah, I know. Like yes. cent- yeah.
0: centuries ago, same dog groomer stylist. <laughs> I don't know
1: if that
3: elevated the story. Which the part? reincarnation. You would, would, I don't know th- if it did. I don't think so. The makers of the Fog remake clearly thought it did. Because mm. <laughs> they roped in that reincarnation. Oh, that's Dude, right. That's yeah. right.
4: I've only seen that once. Me too. That was enough. That was
0: the Maggie Grace
3: running away from Fog,
4: right? Mm. Yeah, Tom Welling yeah um so and some blair as adrian barbeau <laughs> <that's
2: his
0: name laughs> so, so like is, so going back to the renfield mina comp, the love triangle like whatever um, you know there's always a renfield and in most vampire stories the renfield is never turned the renfield is sort of a, a, a eunuch figure in some way shape or form but in fright night bill is uh, this is how i interpret it is that bill is turned by the end of the movie because he is revealed to not just be like a roommate you know like maybe he's a he he can hang out during the day early on because he's disposing of bodies and shit but by the end he turns into you know he is a he's He's a a a a
3: vampire right so So, is that like are you are you supposing that he was changed into a vampire Mid or that night? Mid film? Some? Or he's another creature that's neither vampire nor human. But that is the other
0: sort of takeaway that we can have. But since this Fright Night doesn't seem to introduce any other varieties of yeah. creatures, I'm sort of left to assume that he transitioned from human to vampire.
4: Um, Ice cream? I,
3: don't I, kinda, really, I just thought he was like a different kind of thing.
4: Okay. Well, yeah, because he
3: doesn't he? Like, the green goo? No one else had that, right? We well, got The green goo came when he got staked, right? Yes. <laughs> and it was like... a <laughs> like It was like... It that, could, like, burn a hole in the
1: ground. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was a million dollars worth of... <laughs> was it? Yeah. Not just the slime. But
0: the prosthetics <laughs> and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the whole movie. Great effects. Like, oh. Yeah. Okay. So, basically, we're all in agreement that we're ruining my fantasy that Jerry yes. turned Bill.
1: I,
3: you know, I, I think he was already... I, They've been together a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm, I'm right. sure they're entertaining a throuple idea. Yeah, yeah like who no, gave he us? could be? Yeah. yeah,
0: maybe they figured out a way he could hang yeah. in the sun. Listen, VBD, <laughs> vampire bed death,
4: and <laughs> you know, it's, is it possible yeah. that it was just not thought as deeply as we are right now, and it was just a twist.
1: Possibly. Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know we don't have to do this.
2: <laughs> we, all we, just just go go no, we
3: can just go. home. leaving. <laughs> we can just go home. I can watch episode three of Russian Doll. <laughs> yes. Go watch
0: one day at a time. Uh, I mean, well, so yeah, the green goo. I was like, oh, okay,
4: I mean, green that, goo. you
0: know that.
3: Yeah. yeah, he's just a different kind of creature. Well, yeah. because uh, I think what we're seeing is a spectrum of vampiric manifestations. And they all had From a
4: different, like, thing. Like, Ed turned into a wolf. wolf. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and turned, and Marcy Darcy grew
0: long she, hair. Well, she, she, she turned into a Pez dispenser. Like, <laughs>
3: Her...
2: We call
0: that snake jaw. <laughs> Sure. She's like a flip top. It's mm. terrifying. Her oh, man, mouth, I love is, it. Okay. Speaking of Amy's transformation and infection, you know, obviously that's a function of regular vampire lore and the sort of the sexualizing of the that of the the innocent virgin being turned. Uh, or is it thanks to Fright Night's sexually confused state of? perpetual frenzy, uh, is it coded as a byproduct of what happens when heterosexuality isn't allowed to assert itself? Like, you talked earlier about how Charlie wants to fuck, and then Amy <laughs> doesn't want to fuck until Charlie doesn't want to fuck, and then she's like, fuck me, Charlie! And then he's too busy looking at Jerry, and it's Fucking just that,
3: Why is he looking at Jerry?
0: And heterosexuality mm. is never allowed to finally just sort of, come on in. Plant it Glant, its
3: Just yeah. Just. <laughs>
0: so yeah. it's oh it's i don't know i ran out of
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um that's isn't is that what the sound they make when they when they do the sex the straights <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: you don't remember all the sounds from sliver
2: <laughs> uh, uh,
0: blocked what are the sounds i don't know there was a lot of crying i remember sharon cries <laughs> a lot in the movie she's like
3: wouldn't you She had a full on panic (laughs) attack.
0: If fucking, like, Tom Berenger, the fucking, (gasps) was constantly throwing himself at me, I would cry. (laughs) I would cry through sex too.
1: Did you see that tweet? I forget which one of y'all oh. tweeted us about. <laughs> it's like, said, um, Sharon filled up. The tub was empty. And then she filled it up with one long squirt.
2: Oh yeah. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> that I was the funniest tweet fucking that. tweet.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Just one uh, squirt. One long squirt. And then did you tweet God. back like went, hashtag LaCroix? What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like hyper local farm the table. I don't know. I I just thought of that tweet. It was so funny. Back to Fright night.
2: Uh, <laughs> farm the table. Uh,
3: did local. you know that Charlie Sheen auditioned for Charlie? No way. That would have made an interesting <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. loved that. He was actually. ready. <laughs>
2: he was <not laughs> <Right>. ready.
3: <laughs> Any other names that you know? Um, That's interesting. Well I know that, that father- William Ragsdale from my Wikipedia digging. William Ragsdale Herman's head and Stephen oh Jeffries were both remembered by the casting agent because William Ragsdale came in for uh, Rocky Dennis and Mask, right. and Stephen Jeffries came in for Anthony Michael Hall and Sixteen Candles. Weird science! Oh, weird science! So they were both remembered from those. Respectable.
0: Stephen Jeffries was shocked, apparently, to find out that he was not being asked to audition for Charlie. Yes. Which would have been fascinating.
3: Strange. Yeah. <laughs> I was would trying like, to be charitable. like, we already had Charlie Sheen in here. We know where this is going.
0: <laughs> um, I, I, Stephen Jeffries, his death scene, specifically, oh. is... Is really protracted. It is. It is deliberately lengthy. And there's something, though, that sets it apart. I think, like, there's – Fright Night is thoroughly enjoyable up to that point. And, but then I think that that death scene specifically sort of – It's heartbreaking. Yeah, and it really puts the movie on a different
3: shelf. Well, it's, it is, it's strange to see an older gay man who's only in his early 50s being dressed up to be 20 years old older, watching a young gay man die miserably on the ground and being incapable of helping him. And it's hard to watch that and not think about hundreds of thousands of young gay men dying miserably on the ground with no one to help them. Okay. Yeah. It's powerful. It it's really powerful. is. And, and really, they're, what they're doing, in a way, it's it's prosthetic masturbation because you're like, look at these fucking effects! Look at this werewolf! Holy shit! And, and they're yeah. like forcing you to watch every level because they want to make sure that money goes on the screen. But as a strange result of it, they created one of the most poignant, profound moments in in horror for a character's death. That scene makes me cry, and Fright Night is not a movie that warrants my tears.
0: It's, well, if if that sequence makes me think of anything, it brings me back to 1985, 1986, and watching news with my parents, and when they would show AIDS wards, Mm. and the faces of the men in those AIDS wards, and my mother would turn and look at me. I remember she would always look like, at because my mother was like nothing gets past her, she fucking knew. Like she, she was like this little queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: uh, she I was like you. she was like, You see
0: that?
1: You're gonna get the AIDS for sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> listen, uh, listen, no she, uh, you little uh, slut. You little <laughs> slut.
0: You little tween slut. Uh, I see you on that bike. Riding around. Oh seat on
1: no seat on.
0: (laughs) Gross.
2: Um, Gross, guys.
0: Uh, So, yeah, it's McDowell's choice to just radiate empathy in that sequence is so wrenching.
3: And it calls back to there's a few really profound moments between this young gay man and this older gay man in this movie. The the bonding uh, when they first go to recruit Peter Vincent mm-hmm. uh, and then the the thisordid meat back at his apartment you the hookup gone wrong. the hookup gone wrong where <laughs> it's me let me in. you trust me and no i'm I'm here to end you and it's and, and end you in a way that that to me. Communicated an interesting self-loathing for the evil Ed character yeah. to then project that upon this older gay man who, who purportedly had wisdom of the ways of the world but couldn't save him from this horror that he was infected by mm-hmm. and turning that rage against him in that moment. It's all really, really powerful, meaty stuff that the, the movie did not set out to do to hit that hard, mm-hmm. but it
0: did, yeah, because it just hearing you talk about all these different sequences again, like I come back to the question, how is this an accident <laughs> like how can it be an accident? I guess sometimes just accidents happen, obviously, but it it really when you when you look at fright night as m- being more than the sum of its queer parts, it's just
3: mind boggling a little oh, bit oh it's it, it really and and I think. I I think it's queer. The the core of its queerness goes to the Evil Ed Peter Vincent relationship. Mm. That's. uh, You have these two gay actors, you know, at the center of this story. You can't help but project a sense of queerness on it, and it's already there. Pink on pink projection. (laughs) Well,
4: the tone in that moment is so. So serious in and different than the rest of the In his death scene and in, in the moments leading up to Ed's death, the the tone completely shifts for me. It becomes mm-hmm. a very serious a loss
3: s- of life. This is a young person's
4: life. Yeah. And I, and, and to me that kind of reads as like, I don't, I think he knew what he was doing in those moments because mm-hmm. the, that, that and like you said, it oh, may okay. just be like putting the effects on screen and getting your money's worth there, but the tonal shift is so pronounced and so obvious that it leads me to believe that Tom Holland did have – some. he was saying something in that moment, too, because it is such – it it kind of, like, this time watching it as an adult, you kind of stop and go, fuck, like, th- this isn't a happy-go-lucky film right now.
3: No, no. You know? it's It's a child begging for its life. And from
4: that point on, it kind of it, – it's, it's almost kind of jarring for them to kind of try to go back – to the initial tone of the film too but I think
3: I think Roddy McDowell is your Tony Collette is your is your (laughs) actor that's (laughs) holding your hand and going like we're going to navigate these turns sister (laughs) (laughs) and and he does because he he takes that as the impetus for his character to like then you know have faith and carry on and because he saw what this is really about and he experienced a real death in a way that when he killed the moment
4: with the cross
3: yes is completely connected there yeah yeah Brian, I want you to come terror. out every week. No. Are we done? Is no. that is that Are you shuffling me out the no. door? <laughs> just Get out! I'm just, just thinking about. out
4: loud. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm out just out. opening
3: the door.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's.
4: you have got to go
1: home. Right.
4: <laughs> but. Yeah, I have to let
0: my dog out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- did anyone read anything about the film's original ending? No. Yes. Okay, oh. shall I shall I provide a yes, summary? Yes, please. Um, furthering the gay subtext. Uh, originally, the script featured a radically different ending, which was revised prior to filming. As Charlie and Amy lie on the bed making out, heterosexuality affirming itself. Is
3: this right? It doesn't feel right. It
0: shouldn't <laughs> okay,
4: where's your penis? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why are you wearing two jumpers, Amy? Um... <laughs> Uh, as Charlie and Amy lie on the bed making out, Fright Night comes on TV, the Peter Vincent show, and Peter Vincent declares, quote, tonight's creepy crawler is Dracula Strikes Again, obviously about vampires. You know what vampires look like, don't you? They look like this. Charlie and Amy are horrified as Peter begins to transform on the television. Once his transformation into a vampire is complete, Peter stares into the camera, says, hello, Charlie, and then the picture freeze frames and the credits roll. Um... I'm not mad at that at all. First of all, we, uh, yeah, I would have been – that could have been a fun ending. And also, yeah. I don't remember when w- – w- is it still in the film Peter Vincent getting bitten?
3: No. I imagine, like, where you were going with the making it even more queer is that he got bit by Bled.
2: Mm. And,
3: right. you know, that's – Yeah. Further, my point.
2: Yeah, I just think, <laughs>
0: I think that it's neat that in this this version, you know, Peter is outing himself on TV like Ellen. I think it's just really brave. <laughs> oh my god! I think it's. Yep,
4: I'm gay. Yep, I'm a vampire. Would yep. that be his people cover? Yep, I'm a
0: vampire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what you know? An interesting bit. You know, speaking of the queerness uh, of this movie and the making of the sequel is that. Uh, did you read this bit about who Roddy McDowell and Tom Holland were about to meet with before his untimely death because he was a uh, member of Carol Co.? Oh. Jose Menendez. Oh, yes.
2: He oh, wow. was
3: going to be involved in filming Friday Night 2. Goodness. Before his children murdered him. Wow. Damn. Okay. Hmm. There's a little. Fun fact! There's a the side door. <laughs> Yeah. God,
0: yeah talk about a Friday um <laughs> wow that's
3: I thought that was interesting
0: that is, it is. yeah I no. I, I I did not know he was part of Carol Co yeah he, he was like Carol Cole. didn't he run it yeah yeah wow well, yeah shows what I know all I know is um is Andrew Vina, but it's a name that always made me giggle when I was little because it's spelled V A J. Vajna. Vajna
2: yes. <laughs>
0: and so when I was younger and I would see his name in Premiere Magazine, I'd be like, <laughs> 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 you
2: almost had me saying
3: vagina. <laughs> uh, um. Let's, all say, Let's vagina. all say it. Vagina. Vagina? Vagina. vagina. Yeah.
2: Penis,
3: Vajna.
1: penis. Penis. Well, it's not vagina, funny. Now. Vagina, vagina, I'm, vagina. Because it's not funny. Because I'm not, like,
0: eight. (laughs) But uh, does anybody – like, I had DILFs next door (laughs) growing up. (laughs) And so Fright Night always, you know, definitely scratched an itch, to say the least. Uh, But, you know, did anybody have any DILFs next door or MILFs next door, depending on your – or you know stories that they wanted to to sort of share. I was just curious. I just I like slept to, with. Just want to know a neighbor woman down the street when I was like twenty one.
3: What? Yeah, Mrs.
4: Robinson. Yeah, you're not she, allowed to
3: do this podcast. You? <laughs> <laughs> when you said like, did you just take a nap?
2: Yeah, yeah we had. Like,
3: sweet, we, 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 <laughs> she you, made me soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you
4: have sex? She didn't Grilled cheese. Uh, Yeah. With your penis? With my penis in her 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 vagina? In her vagina, yeah. There might have been a case of beer involved. (laughs) Like as lubricant? As (laughs) mental, sort of. Always. (laughs) That's
0: what that is, yeah. Yeah. So, does that that answer your question? (laughs) God, I'm sorry. I feel like I just, like, (laughs) you're like, thanks for bringing up this.
4: Oh, no, I'm fine. Okay. (laughs) How's she doing? It's not traumatic. I mean, oh, she's Jesus. probably dead.
1: Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Uh, this is, is she's like frightening. Right? Um
4: know. Does that count? Melfs
1: or <laughs>
3: Did <laughs> you have any Melfs or Dils?
1: I don't think so. I feel like all the adults when I was a kid were just scary. I wasn't attracted to any of them.
3: Me too.
1: Yeah, like the neighborhood adults. Oh, Hell that's right. No. You grew up no,
4: Catholic. You. Yeah. I yeah. grew up Catholic and was taught right. to be afraid of every adult.
1: Which you, In know. My, you know, yeah,
4: yeah.
1: I wasn't Not so much bad idea. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> so much taught that like I should be
0: afraid of every adult. I was just sort of taught that everything I thought or believed was wrong, and I should just never rely on my own instincts. I had a oh. gym
4: teacher when yeah. I was ten that was really hot. And oh yeah. Back on it, I was like, oh yeah. Little me was like, mm-hmm. I was bad today. I guess I have detention with you. <laughs> uh, what did that entail? Cleaning the blackboard. So with my hair <laughs> 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 my tongue I wasn't in wow. my friend's neighbor too. really what yeah he was like this bat like confirmed bachelor that lived next door to my f- friend and her family a dandridge he was like probably 30 35 super hot a nurse I think so he'd like walk out of the house in his scrubs so Dong flapping. Uh. Oh fuck you. Yeah. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh, sorry. <I> had, they out <laughs> like had right my underwear at the hospital. I work so at. Sorry. sorry <laughs> What about you, Mark?
0: Um well, you know, I've talked about this on this on the sleepaway camp pod, Thank and I talked Mark. about like counselors. Oh, God, your care package will always be
4: imprinted on my brain. Yeah. yeah I'm so precious. I know. <laughs> oh,
0: oh man. Mad
4: Lib's already filled in with Mark's phone number. Right. <laughs>
0: pictures of me like
4: <laughs> oh my god I love it like this
0: one's from my this one's from a Clash picture last year. Oh you can put it in a locker I guess if you have that at camp I don't know
5: <laughs> you made him a mixtape too didn't you I
2: sure did, uh, I well, love did you, it.
5: do you remember Ooh. a single song you put on this mixtape it was
4: a camp concert that Mark had what was his name Jean, oh, man, jean I'd really Paul Jean-Marc
2: yes. jean, Mark. Se- jean- Sebastian,
0: Jean-Sébastien yeah. uh, But he also introduced me, like, Led Zeppelin 3. That was the started. That was. I, I cannot hear that album. Listen to the Sleepaway Camp
4: episode. We talk about camp stories. Marco talked about his care packages and
0: his guy. I go like, full like Tennessee Williams heroin. Oh. Like like <laughs> I literally disappear and
2: the set disappears around me as I go
0: into like a psychosexual. sexual oh you, you need to write it's, a play about this. Yeah, no, I really. Oh God, please, I shouldn't. Uh, okay, so um, I want to say. I was about to ask, like, does this film get a pride float? And I'm like, this movie gets uh, this. It gets pride. a whole circuit party. Yeah, I think it's a
4: rave for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brian?
3: Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. It feels like it's one of those parties that you don't know is a gay party <laughs> until mm. until you see like the witching hour, your right, until you're putting a wooden stake in somebody's chest.
2: Mm.
1: It's like when you grow up and you're like, of course, my best friend as a kid was gay. Because the gays find each other. Yeah. Even when they don't know it.
3: Our bat sonar. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to play with other children.
1: Mm. <laughs> Our, you were never a child.
3: I was <laughs> seminated in the <a> house. <laughs> He's had those glasses since he was a little
1: kid. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love those glasses, by the Me way. Too. Listeners, Brian is sporting a rather <laughs> fashionable and excellent pair of glasses for you, but you can't see it. Well, you'll see it in the picture. <laughs> So, I mean, it was a, yeah. that, that, that conversation about the prideful, prideful, Just we were just like, what is there to say? So, we were just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how like about there party? to be
1: a whole, yes, how about a whole vampire alley party? Oh, perfect. Because all vampires are kind of gay. Which the
3: alley is yeah. the hottest scene, though.
1: Absolutely. In the movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect, we've perfect. not even discussed though uh, Amy and uh, Jerry and the dan- the Basic Instinct. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> she tech. was
3: blossoming. She was yeah. losing her her ribbons, her mm-hmm. dog show ribbons. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> they they flew off. She of was her blooming head Best in show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, My God! Whatever uh.
1: blows your hair back. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, it and goes. it
3: had Ali from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. That's oh, yeah, that was him in the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it was the first time I had heard the term chicken when describing <laughs> uh, young, attractive people. Yeah, oh, that's right. I and mean, that's one part of the movie chicken, gets You go wrong. someplace else.
0: <laughs> is, Ali the na- is Ali the leader of the gang in yes. part three? Yes. 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 So it's Ali and Fox
3: and who else? Ali uh, uh, and Fox the deal and. the with the cigarette. Uh, oh, God. And smoking around gas <laughs> the entire time. Yes. Loco. Logo, yes, yes Fox, crazy,
4: yes, Loco. yes, it is crazy. Yeah.
0: And I always love Fox because she kind of dressed like um, Jody from today's special, like gone horribly bad. Oh my god! Does anyone remember today's mm-hmm. special? I do remember today's special. Yeah, is that a link? That was a Canadian thing. But no, I, that think did maybe like, so- did?
4: I think it aired in okay. Cleveland? All right. I like that he hung around in the bar for like or the barn. And Friday the Thirteenth oh, yeah. for like an hour. He, he
3: came back to <laughs> get his arm chopped off. Hashtag black yes. so she could get <laughs> away. Yes, exactly. Well,
4: hashtag- What's up? This movie black introduces Refice. two black characters, and they're immediately killed. Yeah,
3: which which movie? Friday Night. Oh yeah, the yeah. bar, the mm. yeah, and mm. then the other bouncer. <laughs> well, the the police chief. Oh right, right, the detective who is also a police chief from Ruthless People.
0: What? Shared universe. <laughs> Shared universe. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Although he does get to kind of yell at Charlie in a way that felt vaguely satisfying, because Charlie's tactics for getting people to believe him are... That's a great... <laughs> well, he yells. He's she just yelling. Just, he just yells great. at everybody. He's shrill. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're welcome.
3: <laughs> where can we find you on social media uh brian Fullergram graham on insta and then just brian fuller at twitter okay i was oh. early adopter oh, okay. but not early enough for insta all oh, right um, settle down uh, <laughs> rough crowd. <laughs> fuck you michael
4: <laughs> thank you brian
0: <laughs> michael where can we find oh, you um
4: at michael Kenken Ken on uh twitter nay
1: Sorry, I was looking at Brian's dogs on Instagram. Your dogs. So cute. I in uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Black Cupcake. Oh my god!
5: I'm Mark. You can find me on Instagram at, in at Senior Team and Brennan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brens, and you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Queer Wolf Pod. Rich, where can we find you?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh hey you! England.
5: Hi. <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, oh plug it. Can't Get in there! I oh, was just Rich K up. At on
0: Twitter,
3: yay! <laughs> uh, I know those Aww. doggies are so cute. They're very cute. They're pretty. Really I want a dog. <laughs> Why won't you have one? <laughs> that,
2: that was so story. accusatory.
3: Yeah,
4: I need to be home. Mm. In What's your problem? The beginning. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't stop yelling at me.
3: I don't buy Is it. Is there anything <laughs> that we didn't cover? <laughs> I'm 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 speaking freely now because I'm assuming that you're just going to cut the shit out of this program.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was there Did any like, parting thoughts about Friday night or any parting moments that we didn't? Are you going to like <laughs> shuffle things around? Right no, now? we're like, going to keep it loose. <laughs> <We're gonna> keep it <laughs> uh, loosey, loosey, goosey. Literally zero <laughs> editing involved. <laughs> well, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Good night. Friday Bye. night, Purdue. <laughs>
2: Is up